Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What's Your 9 to 5 podcast. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Chris Hookstra. And today we're going to be in- interviewing Miss Angela Wainscott, who is a woman doing so many amazing things, and she's going to tell us all about them today. Go ahead. Tell us, well, I already said your name, but tell us what you do, Angela. I do all kinds of stuff. Um, I am the foundation coordinator for the Hanover and District Hospital Foundation. So I do all of their fundraising and event planning. Um, And then I also have an interior design company with my mom uh, called Upstage Design. And we do a lot of interior designing. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So how many years have you been uh, working at the Hanover District Hospital? Oh, that's a tough one. I think six years. I'm pretty sure I had my big five-year anniversary on LinkedIn come up at one point. Oh, nice. Um, I think think six. I'm on mat leave right now, so I don't have the uh, exact uh, date in my head anymore, but... Well, thank you for coming in, even when you're on mat leave. We appreciate that. You know, you're very busy. (laughs) So, why did you first decide to get into doing the job you do today? So, um, my... I guess we can go back to high school. Um, I've always been super, super creative um, and known that I wanted to do something with that kind of side of my brain. Um, But I didn't actually know exactly what I wanted to do, as I guess I hear a lot of people on the podcast say. Um, But pretty much I knew that I wanted to do creative and I was really, really into marketing and um, actually advertising. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I went to, I don't know if it was a guidance counselor or just a teacher. And I had said what I wanted to do if I I wanted to do something in marketing. And they said, oh, well, good luck. Like if you do something like that, you're going to have to go to the city. You're not going to get a job like that around here, Mm -hmm. Um, which is awesome for someone older to say to you. Yeah. Um, But I just decided, you know what, I really want to do this. I really want to stay local, but I, I just kind of care about, you know, my passion more than just finding a job that fits and is local. Um, so I decided to go to school for marketing anyways. I went to school for marketing and digital communications. And it was something that I thought, oh, well, I'll just end up probably in Kitchener. I'll be able to come home every so often. Um, but there's actually quite a lot of opportunities for marketing in this area. And I didn't really realize that until I started just kind of paying attention to all the job postings. And a lot of the skills that I had, whether, I mean, they didn't, it didn't necessarily say, you know, we're looking for a, a marketer, we're looking for a graphic designer, we're looking for this or that. But all of those skills that I developed through my education kind of, um, they were just in that same skill set kind of list. So I was like, oh, well, this is for me, this is for me, this is for me. So it was pretty easy to actually find a job in that field locally, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's so Can cool. I ask where you went to school as well? Yeah, so I went to school at the University of Guelph Humber. So I actually got uh, my both programs. So I did a diploma and a degree, and I did them both in four years. So that's in Toronto, actually. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I mean, during it, there was a couple a couple times where I thought, oh, maybe I should switch like what my major is or whatever. But the skills are so transferable that it, it ended up working really well for me. Awesome. So... Before your mat leave, when you were working at the Hanover Hospital, 
um what what was your nine to five like there like what was your daily kind of day-to-day um like daily tasks tasks and like i know every day is probably different than the, from the from one day to the next but like what would you say average is kind of your day-to-day um process Ooh, like so that? much fun stuff at the hospital and i oh, nice. that's like pretty much one of the big reasons why I chose uh, that position is just because it was so different every single day and I'm the type of person that needs to be busy. Um, If I'm not, I kind of tend to get a little stir crazy for sure. Um, So it was just very appealing that I could do so many different things and not be doing the exact same thing every single day. Um, So I do all of their event planning. So um, if there's a big event going on, I would be responsible for everything down to like picking the caterer and all of that, uh, setting a budget, um, meeting with a board of directors and ensuring that everyone's kind of on the same page, setting up different committees to run different uh, parts of that specific event, um, making sure that everything's going smoothly, uh, making sure that nobody is allergic to any of the food, making like right down to all the nitty gritty, making sure that each person's sitting where they need to be. Um, and just all of all of the, the broad and small jobs that go with that. And then I would also be um, doing things like even I did all the financials, all the financial reporting. So that's kind of using a whole different area that I wasn't sure that I was capable of at the time, but I mm-hmm. caught on to it pretty quickly. Um, but there's so many things. So um, having different meetings with uh, volunteers and fund fund funders, I guess is the word, um, and just community members. But what it really boiled down to as a whole was just making connections with community and just building relationships. And I think that's that's the thing that kind of drew me the most towards it. And then also what helps me with uh, the interior design side too, just because my whole, I think, goal in life is just to talk to people and to build those connections. And I get to do that with both jobs. So it's kind of awesome. That's so great. Sounds like a busy job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Incredibly busy. And super rewarding too. I mean, there's nothing like actually being able to see something that you have started like from the start and actually seeing like, this is how, this is what I want to happen. This is how I'm going to make it happen. And then having all of the results kind of happen and then actually like raising the money and like having that thing in the hospital. Super. Super, That's super cool. cool. Yeah. People use it. Sorry. I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm glad you're excited about the job. We like we want people like you to come on and talk about it. So that's great. So how did that like the hospital job change with COVID? Oh, it changed so much. So I was um very pregnant when COVID started. Um so I was at the hospital and since I was very pregnant and nobody really knew what COVID was doing to pregnant people, they immediately uh had me work from home. So I actually did all of my training for my mat leave cover from home. So that was interesting because she wasn't here and it was just all virtual, um, which is definitely a learning curve in and of itself. Um, but of course, COVID affects the hospital more than it would affect, you know, most businesses. I'm every Everybody's been hit really hard, but I mean, the effects of, on the staff and all the nurses and everything is obviously pretty, pretty major. Um, we're very fortunate. We're we live, but, um, yeah, there's just a lot of precautions taken. Um, and then it really affects fundraising as a whole. There's so many people want to step out and do something to make that difference. And everybody wants to give and everybody wants to support, but no one really knows, you know, where that money should be going or how it should be used when it first starts. And then when you kind of have, you know, your eye on the ball and you know, where, where things should be going, it's like, 
people aren't sure that it's just, it's just been a lot of, I think, confusion with the public just wanting to help and not knowing kind of where to put that. And then I, I was gone when it really, really like got, I guess the worst point here. Okay. Do you know if you're, if you're replaced, Tom, I'm just trying to think, cause like your whole, most of your job was planning like things that were sort of in person and like things that you would have to do. Do you, were you there long enough to like do, did you do any of the things on to zoom or try to yes. do them virtually? So lots of our events were canceled. Unfortunately, we had a gala that was uh, set to happen and that was canceled. Um, and it's, there's just been a lot of events that have been canceled because of it. Uh, and then a lot of things have had to pivot. So I know that they did a Christmas lights uh, tour instead so that people could go virtually kind of, they could just drive around with their cars um, and not actually interact with anybody. Um, but then they also have like, we have a radiothon that went virtual. So they've, they've really had to pivot with a lot of it. And I, I know that it's been really challenging. I'm kind of not dreading, but I'm, I'm nervous about going back and having those connections kind of lost because you really do build relationships by being together. Right. And, and having those events together. Yeah. So we can tell how much you love what you do and it's so great to see, but if there's one thing you can pick out, what is one thing that you love most about your job that makes you just so excited to go into work? I think both is like who I'm going to talk to that day. Like I, I love the idea and I mean right now with COVID that's different, but I love being at my job, being in my office and have somebody walk by and they just happen to see that I'm smiling at them or whatever. And they come in and I learn about their whole family and I learn, you know, that their mom's upstairs and that this happened and that that happened. And, you know, I just really love backstories and I love hearing their entire life story and I don't know, that's just my favorite part. Same with, uh, when I'm in my interior design consults, I just love getting to know like who the family is, how they use their space, like what works for them, what doesn't. And just, yeah, helping people. That's another thing we could pivot. We can pivot that way then. So how and when did your design interior design company get started? Yeah, so that's kind of a funny one too. I was on maternity leave uh, last time. So I have two kids. Um, so in 2018, and I just, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't busy enough. I had the one, the kid running around and, um, but in all seriousness, my parents actually renovated houses ever since I was really, really little. Um, and as a kid, I remember playing with, and they don't, I don't even know if they make them anymore because architecture has like moved on so much from this but it was a kind of like a roll of paper and you'd unroll it and it had little sticky like walls and toilets and doors and things like that mm -hmm. and I would just put those all together and that's kind of what I played with as a kid and then I also you know like played with hammers and things like that because I, we were always just renovating houses um, and then I just played with sims like all all the time like that was my jam I had to play sims every single night um, and so eventually I grew up and I started doing that for my houses and my parents' houses. So every time we were thinking about moving somewhere, I'd hop on the Sims and I'd design the entire house, uh, and have it like down all figured out to the point where I knew exactly like what walls needed to move and what needed to be where, wherever. Um, so I actually kind of started out just, just following like a childhood fantasy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the houses just, it kind of just kept um 
getting bigger, bigger than myself. Um, and people kept coming over and saying, Oh, how'd you do that? And then I just kept telling people how I did it. And then eventually they were saying, well, can you come to my house? And I said, well, okay. And then eventually people were like, well, you should get paid for this. Like, this is pretty <laughs> awesome that you're doing this. And I kind of thought it was something everyone knew how to do. Um, but yeah, so now I do it for everybody else. Wow. And the Sims, the Sims got you into that. The Sims. Yeah, definitely. That's, like that's I, so I would cool. still play the Sims, but I'm really <laughs> upset about Sims four. Uh, so <laughs> I, it's actually pretty cool because now the programs that I use to design people's houses are like the, the adult version of Sims or like the yeah. version, right? So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool that I get to get paid for that. So what have been some challenges with starting upstaged and trying to get it running? Um, it's been kind of awesome because of like just knowing people locally, I think has been a pretty big help because just word of mouth is amazing. Like if I, I do a house and then all of a sudden somebody else hears about me and then somebody else hears about me. I actually have one client where I'm pretty sure I've done all of her family's houses so far. Like I've done a couple of her sisters, I've done her aunt. So it's just like, it's really nice being local for, for that reason alone. Um, challenges, I think with COVID obviously, it's been difficult not being able to go into as many houses or to set up as many appointments, but I actually also like that because I get to do some e-design and I've gotten to play around with that quite a lot, which is, I mean, it's just another part of what I went to school for, right? That digital communications kind yeah. of goes both ways. So. So, I mean, I guess you were already kind of in the industry, like with your parents, like renovating, renovating companies. So did, did you have any other, uh, let's say like assistance to open? Like, did you have other companies or anything like financially supporting you to start up the business? Um, not financially, but I did, before I worked at the Hospital Foundation, I actually worked for a startup company that um, they were like, they were very new and they hired me to do all of their um, communications and all of that. So I had kind of a background already in starting a business kind of from the ground. Um, my mom also, like both my parents, uh, were entrepreneurs for sure. Um, my mom owned like an antique store at one point, excuse me, at one point, And she just, she's got a lot of knowledge that way. Uh, so that was definitely like a, a really big help for me. Um, but it's funny because I promised my dad that I would never be an entrepreneur hmm. because wow when they were uh raising me they would there would be times where they were like super well off and then there would be times where like i could tell i guess that they were kind of not doing as well as they could be if they had you know a regular nine to five yeah. so i remember telling my dad like don't worry dad one day i'm going to have a desk job and i'm gonna wear dresses every day to work and i'm <laughs> gonna have a steady income and you won't have to worry about me <laughs> but i actually it's funny because i i can't picture my life without the entrepreneurship as well yeah wow that's so cool that's so cool so how do you find time you know because you sound like you're, you're very busy i know you're still on mat leave but you're also like another job that you do is you're a mom and like that's a, a super time consuming and hard job so how do you you know kind of learn how to mix you know you know like the family time and being a mom and then also doing the upstage stuff and, and all that where is that balance, right? 
Um, I think that, I don't know, somehow I've just kind of figured it out, but I have my husband who's been working from home. Um, he's a teacher, so he's been awesome with the kids when I have to go to a consult or something like that. Um, I actually do most of my design work in the evening after the kids have gone to sleep. I do all of the, um, actual designing of it, uh, other than those meetings. And then Cedric and my kid's name, Cedric and Darcy, um, yeah, he's been playing with a hammer since he was walking, oh. um, and people probably <laughs> were a little bit nervous, but he helps me, so he's oh, wow. right into the jobs with me, so I just bring him kind of everywhere uh, right oh, now. It's a little so bit cool. different with COVID, but he's he's like my number one for sure, oh, and she's awesome. learning. She's getting there too. <laughs> yeah, you can just kind of mix the job and having your kids there. That's super cool. Exactly. I find like it really doesn't feel like work, and they're yeah, they're just part of it too, so yeah. I don't know. So is there, we talked about like some challenges and some things you love. Is there some misconceptions about your profession? You could talk about both here. Okay. Um, so there's definitely misconceptions about the hospital foundation. I know a lot of people think that living in Canada, our healthcare is free. And I mean, it's freer, but it's not free. Yeah. And there are quite a few things that the hospital still needs. Um, and then I think another misconception with that, just because keep the ball rolling um is that a lot of people think that the people that donate are all like the older generation and there are a lot of older generation donors absolutely but we really need to focus on that younger demographic too um it's really tough because like the older generation usually has knows somebody or has been around somebody that's been in the hospital so it's more important to them um, whereas the younger generation people kind of have a misconception that they aren't as likely to give. Um, but I really have seen like in the last few years, especially all of these, uh, the younger people, me included, but the people coming out of high school now really have a lot of passion for, um, nonprofits and just, um, I don't even know the word, but, uh, what's the word? Drive initiative. Um, uh like another word for nonprofits, but not like just um, philanthropy in general. Like they, yeah. they're really eager to get involved in things and change the world and make a difference. Yeah, super cool. So what advice would you give to any youth who wants to get into either, you know, the interior decorating or, um, you know, being a foundation coordinator? I think if you want to do either of these jobs, uh, you definitely need to be creative. Um, I think when you're when you're planning what you want to do in life in general, um, whether it be this job or something else, you really need to just focus on who you want to be more than what you want to be. I think, mm. and just know, you know, to follow your passion. Like I think yeah. that's the biggest thing in the world is just to forget about what job you might want to have because. Usually it doesn't work out like I that sounds awful, but if you have a very specific, you know, I'm going to grow up and be a doctor and it works out. That's amazing. But sometimes the road gets a little bumpy and you end up being something completely different. But as long as you're kind of doing the things that you're good at and the things that you love to do, the thing that you may find yourself at may be better than what you were hoping for, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that. That's that's really good advice. Really good advice. Um, and then, um, sorry, we asked this question to everyone who comes on our show, uh, what advice would you give your 16 year old self if you could go back and talk to them? I think a little of what I just said and a lot of 
put yourself out there. And I think that me at 16, I, I joined a few things, but I don't really feel like I joined enough. Um, and I feel like I'm just kind of coming into that stage in my life now where I am joining different groups and activities and I'm having so much more fun and I just feel like I'm so much more myself. Um, I think I was scared to join something and I don't really know why, but I think, I think forget your fear and just do it. Just do whatever you feel like you want to do and don't worry if your friends aren't doing it because chances are you're going to make new friends and you can keep the old friends and have new friends. You don't have to have them all in the same group. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Well, Angela, this has been a great episode. Like I, I love how, um, how you, how much you love doing your job and how excited you are about it. And um, I think a lot of youth can get a lot of like your out of your path to you know get into the place you want to be in life because everybody's journey is so crazy and it's all over the place and nobody's is one it's not the same and I know a lot of high schools try to make it like okay you need to be at this you know you go to school right after you've done high school go to post secondary get a job you know what? but everybody's is different but um, thank you for sharing that message. Um, this has been awesome. Is there any promos, any plugs you want to put in here for the youth to know about? Sure. So if you, I'll do both. Um, if you want to awesome. make a donation, if you're feeling really uh, good about the hospital, you can definitely do that through uh, the Hanover and District Hospital's Instagram. I think you can just send a message or their Facebook page. And then you can also follow me on Upstage Design for interior design things. We do a feature Friday where I give a free design consult every week. And then I also do a couple other fun things on uh, Instagram. So yeah, check me out over there. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Angela, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Angela Wayne Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Bye.